This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack. In for Joe O alongside Ed and Aaron today. I'll be back on Monday as well. Also filling in for Joe on BetMGM game day this Sunday morning. Join me, Jason Lacanfora, and Pam Maldonado as we'll break everything down the morning of the bulk of the Week 13 slate. We'll get into some player props, uh, maybe some futures that we just got done talking about with John Daigle of 4 for 4 and Bet Sparks coming up in about 40 minutes, top of the second hour here on BetQL Daily. Don't forget, you can listen to us live in your Odyssey app. And of course, it's a podcast after that as well. Inside your Odyssey app, download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We start rolling through the entire Week 13 slate right now. After breaking down Cowboys Seahawks <laughs> last night, let's get into a bounce-back spot for the Lions. Laying for on the road, Saints home dogs with Michael Thomas out, with Chris Elave and concussion protocol, but practicing in a limited capacity. Rashid Shahid didn't practice at all yet this week. We'll see if he's available. Derek Carr has been up and down, and who knows what kind of version we're going to get of him, Ed. Lions laying four in New Orleans. I think this is a great bounce back spot for them. I don't know about the number, but. I think we get, uh, with it with the extra time to prepare, I think we get a nice performance from Jared Goff and the Lions. Where are you on this one? We certainly could. We, we certainly could. Uh, certainly the injuries uh, in the secondary, notably with Lattimore, that could spell bad things for the Saints and good things for Jared Goff and company. By the way, was that a, a clapboard that you were trying to do earlier? Uh, you know, like from the movie set? Something like that, yeah. I, okay. I, I don't... I'm, you know what I am? I'm Action. like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights. Sometimes I just don't know what to do with my hands. And so I just do things with them. <laughs> I feel like Aaron Madonna. I'm voguing now. Yeah, right. Oh, it made me think of the hand warmers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. We know you like uh, those. <laughs> I do. Those little pocket hand warmers. They're clutch this time of year. Oh, oh, they they certainly are. They certainly are. Like all those outdoor football games I used to go to, mm-hmm. like when it's like 10 degrees, I can't go to the warmers because the players are using them. So selfish of them, I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah, Saints-Lions. Uh, all right, so how in the world do the Saints recover from not having their top three receivers in all likelihood? Like that's, to me, the bigger question. You know, yeah, Jared Goff mm-hmm. can have a great bounce-back game. That's for sure, especially how they use the middle of the field. I think the bigger question is, okay, what do we do handicapping the saints knowing full well that like Derek Carr has already had trouble communicating with his top guys. And now he's going to be dealing with your backups, the backups to the backups, and he's got to be able to communicate with them and create some chemistry with them. Like, I think you can absorb one wide receiver injury and maybe it moves the line by a half a point, a point if say it's Justin Jefferson or someone like that. 
But to lose your top three in all likelihood, that's very, very different. Like, it's entirely possible that Jared Goff doesn't need to have a bounce back game and they can still win this thing and cover the number. It may have nothing to do with how well or poorly Goff plays. It may just be that the Saints offense is an absolute disaster. You know, one of the things that's been very interesting to me uh, is that my model says it should only be, uh, you know, lines minus two. But with the injuries, I think it's probably a good bit more than that. Um, Goff could struggle with intermediate passes, 10 to 19 air yards. Uh, those third and long situations, you want to be really careful because Goff may not be able to move the sticks uh, in such spots. Uh, but again, the way that he has targeted those running crossing routes, that's largely been why the Lions passing attack has been oh so effective. Play action has certainly helped as well. Man in motion, that's also been great in terms of confusing defenses. And so Ben Johnson's a genius for a reason, no doubt about it. But I do think that using the middle of the field is why the Lions will win this game. Maybe they'll cover. Don't have a play there. But, Aaron, one prop I really love, Sam Laporta, longest reception over 17.5 receiving yards. I do feel like that the tight end will be a large reason why Detroit wins this game. So I was on the Packers last week because of all the Lions turnovers. But I'm with Chris. I think this is a great bounce back spot for the lions and i actually think it's a good buy low spot because of the overreaction i wouldn't be surprised if the lions win by double digits especially with all of you know the injuries on the saints side also the saints just they haven't been very good ats i was looking at the numbers so two eight and one ats this season oh and four ats at home and you add in the injuries i just think this is a spot where somehow the lions they've got to play a cleaner version of football than what we've seen the last couple of weeks but ed i'm surprised you don't like the alt spread here because i do alt spread lions. Uh -oh. i would look at that <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was my siren i thought that was mine Jeez, stealing your I'm stealing your bet. You stole Minus my five bet and a half. Out. I mean, you could get, if I think they're going to win by double digits, minus nine and a half plus nine, 196. I mean, Ooh. you could get some pretty good value if you think the Lions are going to crush the What's six. six and a half on the alt? That's that's worth plus a plus one thirty. Yeah, I I yeah. think I think that's, I think that's if I'm going all Minus that's I think the safer one. Yeah, give it to a key number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you Absolutely. think, Chris? Like because four is a weird number to have as a spread. Yeah. Like that's the part that I find. Like, how did we settle on this is because we have all these weird haphazard injuries for the saints. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how they got to that number. I think that's a great question, especially, and I don't know how, what the movement's been like throughout the week, to be honest, I haven't checked, but being that this is the second most bet ticket at bet MGM and third most bet on the handle. Um, that tells me that you would think this thing would move. It, it opened at like mm -hmm. three and a half, I guess, and it's only moved half a point. Why hasn't there been more movement on this to something to, I don't know, try and draw some Saints money? There's got to be money on the Saints already then, which I mm -hmm. I, I don't understand. I, I, it, it's okay. I think sometimes you just look at it. And like I said, in this case, I'll throw my hands up because I don't know, but I don't know what to do with my hands here. Why are the Saints only uh, getting four? Is it because is it home field? But Aaron just pointed out what zero and four ATS at home. So yeah, I, not I good. It's a great question. Mm. A few four and a halfs yeah. out there as well.
four and a half uh, started at three, I think in a couple of spots. And so, you know, you add all of that up, like the three certainly makes a whole lot of sense, you know, especially with the sputtering that the saints have done in the red zone at home. That's, that makes a lot of sense Four yeah. just seems like a very strange number to get to, you know, even the four and a half. So, you know, you, okay, well, some folks are backing the lions here, or maybe you want to try and get, get the saints back into this. It's just like, where is the optimism for new Orleans at this rate? Right. Like yeah. it's, it, it all feels like the attention is on the lions where it's a great, bounce back spot or this is a sign of bad things to come uh Aaron has not made Jared Goff you know the boyfriend just yet but it's only a matter of time perhaps he's not young enough (laughs) (laughs) cougar alert we're listening Um, yesterday yeah yeah, right yeah Yeah, we don't have a cougar (laughs) siren Chris uh my apologies (laughs) come on Gurch start building that thing up um, so yeah, right. speaking, oh, speaking wow. of, um, unreasonable optimism or where optimism is coming from, I don't know if, if Colts fans are supposed to be optimistic or not Indy at Tennessee this weekend, they're laying a single point. So this thing's basically a pick the Colts have won three in a row, but now they're going to be without Jonathan Taylor again. Now they've proven they can win games without their quarterback and their running back, you know, Minshew has taken over and done a serviceable job against what is a terrible schedule. Um, Tennessee's only win in the last four weeks, last week against Carolina. So congratulations, you got Frank Reich fired, um, but you're still the Titans. And Will Levis has been up and down, to say the least. I I don't know what to think of the Colts, Ed. Like, I get it. They're a playoff team right now as the standing sit, but I don't know, are they much of a playoff team like this AFC field that we thought was so stacked earlier in the year the wild cards are all in varying degrees of disarray it feels like if the Colts make the wild card then the AFC is top heavy and this is a very different prior than we had with this conference where we felt like it was absolutely stacked it was loaded tons of great quarterbacks tons of great genius coaches all of that stuff but if the Colts But the way they are right now, they make a wild card spot, then we need to adjust massively that it's just top heavy and nothing more. Now, there have also been a lot of injuries everywhere. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But still, though, I'm with you, Chris. Like, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what to make of the Colts. Because if you're just going by reputation alone, then absolutely lay the point. It's fine. And also, too, when I look at the team that I trust more in terms of the passing game and the passing defense, then yeah, I'd probably say they're going to win and cover. And normally I'd say, yeah, with Indianapolis, like that seems like a safe play. But Gardner Minshew can be exposed. This secondary can be exposed. I think the Titans are likelier to salt away a game if they have a lead with the ground and pound with Derrick Henry and Taiji Spears. Mm -hmm. So I look at this and say, yeah, Zach Moss, He can be a good running back, but the workload is a big question for me. He has had good games where he's been the guy, but it's also late in the season. Has he worn down in some way, shape, or form? I think that is a fair question to ask here. Minshew has also fallen off in high leverage games. But what we have seen from Minshew is that in the first quarter, he's dynamite. On those scripted plays, he knows exactly what to do. It's the unscripted plays that's when things start to fall apart for the Colts. And so I do expect Indy to get out to a lead early in this one, Aaron. But after that, I expect this to be a really tight game. Yeah, I do too, which makes me think I'm probably going to pass on the spread. Maybe look at an under, 
Um, but mm -hmm. I'm wondering if the game plan for the Colts is just try to contain Derrick Henry because his stats have really been up and down this season. Under 62 and a half for Derrick Henry seems like a good play. He had a couple weeks where he was putting up 20-something and 30-something yards before last week. So I think this might be a situation where these teams know each other very well and the Colts are going to have to throw everything they have at, you know, containing Henry. So under 62 and a half might be my favorite play here, Chris. They did a great job of bottling up Henry last time these two teams met, held him to 43 yards on 13 carries. So that's, I think that's a smart play there, Aaron. If we're not looking spread, if we're not looking any, any side or even a total, if we want to find a prop, Henry under rushing yards might be the spot. Let's touch on Chargers. Patriots because well we have to um <laughs> Bailey Zappi <laughs> by law <laughs> yeah it's 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 a contractual obligation we have to talk about the Patriots and Chargers Chargers have lost three in a row and blown a lead in each of those I don't know how Brandon Staley survives the season but he's still there um Bill Belichick may not may not survive this season either it's everything's on all his chips are on Bailey Zappi at this point Chargers are laying five and a half in Foxborough, I don't like that number. It's a weird number at first to, to begin mm -hmm. with, but I also don't like the number because the Chargers play too many close games. And I don't care how bad New England is, this is going to be uncomfortably close because that's what the Chargers do here, Ed. Certainly does. And you're right to question the future of both head coaches. The fact that the Bill Belichick dynasty, the legacy is resting upon Bailey Zappi. You know there are problems up in New England if that's the case. Normally, I'm opposed to waiting later in the week to get additional information, especially if it involves the quarterback position, because everybody reacts to it. And the market is usually pretty sharp about that. But I don't know if it's going to be sharp in this situation, assuming Zappy gets the start, because I just don't know what the market believes in terms of how much better or worse Zappy can be compared with Mac Jones, because I think all the offensive problems for the Patriots, I think it's at every level. I think it's quarterback. I think it's O-line. I think it's receivers not being on the same page. I think it's coaching and play design. I think all of those reasons have played roles in terms of why we are seeing this absolute disaster up in New England right now. And I think what matters here is that last season when we saw Zappi out there, the offense was simplified, and that's why he looked better than Mac Jones. Not that Zappi's a better quarterback. It's just that he was playing the remedial version. Like, if you're out there playing golf with your buddies, Zappi got a handicap, and everybody else didn't. And so, yeah, Zappi uh, shot a really low score. Great. But you had a handicap because your offense was a good bit easier. That's probably what's going to happen here, where they're going to simplify this offense. And you know what? Against this Chargers pass defense, it might very well work. And so I expect this to be a close game. It's just too many points, Aaron. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, 
yeah. I don't think this is going to be a close game. Another alt spread I like. Chargers minus six and a half plus 103. The After we talked to Jason Lockenfora on Monday, he has inside information. He, he sold me on this Patriots team as a team I want to fade moving forward. And I just, I know the Chargers are notorious for not being able to win in close games, but I don't think this will be close. I think they win by at least seven to 14. Yeah, there, there's, we worried, there's though, about, Go ahead, Ed, we I'm worried, though, about the Keenan Allen injury with his quadricep because they are running out of warm bodies with this Chargers offense. Yeah, that's that's this a good Patriots point. Patriots roster is awful. I, <laughs> maybe, but they are so bad. Who Their quarterback stinks. They don't have a lot of weapons. I don't I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, Chargers 2-5 and in one-score games. There is precedence. They've won games against bad teams they were supposed to win comfortably against the Bears and the Jets earlier this year. So maybe this is just another one of those. I just can't trust the Chargers. I'm sorry. We continue (laughs) through the Week 13 slate. Is the Steelers' offense actually coming to life? And the Jets, no. Their offense definitely not coming to life. Both next right here on (laughs) BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL.